All right, are you ready to fully? I even muted myself. Are you ready to fully shit show this thing on air? Like completely? Yeah, we're totally just winging it. Actually, we are. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's a shit show, so you know what that means, right? I've already started recording. Already started recording. Of course, so you can lipstick it. It's on video. It's on audio. Find a good shit show opening okay. song. Which I just need to have a, a you know a little color. No, no I, hey, do you? You know that we we allow that here. That's your thing. We we don't we don't step well, on that. You don't technically allow it. You just deal with it. I mean, Boom. that's the story of our friendship. So pretty much, like, pull the curtain back to everybody. That's just how this works. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? You start. You start. I'll finish the show. You you open it. Okay. Yes. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Twitterless heroine, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, your host of the hashtag Miranda show. But wait, there's more because this is not just an episode of the hashtag Miranda show. And it's not just an episode of the Greg DeMarco show. It is a super such good shit show, pal, extravaganza, numero siete, ocho? Ocho. So I don't know if we were talking. So remember last time we did one and I said it was number six. So there have been two number sixes. Um, Yes. So this is. is, So there was six, seven. So now, yes, el ocho. Yes. El ocho. (gasps) Yes. Yes, and you know what that means. That means that we've joined forces, Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales, uh, to give you one big super show. Your favorite elements of the Greg DeMarco show and your favorite elements of the hashtag Miranda show, all under the umbrella of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So I have the volume so loud that the sound bites are cranked in my ear so much. So bear with me one second. I got to change something. And changing it, if you talk, no one will hear you. So just give me two seconds. Good. Yes. Uh, For those of you who are new to this special edition of the show, uh, well, we have the luxury every so once in a while to combine our two shows. Typically, the Greg DeMarco show is, well, 
hosted by Greg Namarco and co-hosted by myself and Mr. Patrick O'Dowd. Uh, he is obviously not here today. So instead of doing two separate shows, we figured, why don't we just blend it all together for one super, super such good shit show, how extravaganza party, uh, Felice Navidad almost. Almost. Yep, Patrick O'Dowd, a late scratch, as they would say in the sporting world, but we'll be back. Um, well, no one will be back next week, as, as he doesn't even know. Miranda knows, but there will be no shows next week either, um, unless I like get a guest host or something like that. But you know, we can always use the break, so we'll uh, we'll let people take take it off, and and so we got to pack it in this week. This is such good shit. But yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, craziness. one of the fancy things about. You know, Patrick not being here is we truly get to do things we don't normally do. We get to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of randomness. Uh, as I mentioned, we bring, you know, the best elements of both shows together. Uh, and, you know, just just do something a little different. And we're now at episode eight. So, and it's truly, I mean, we say such good super shit show, pal. And I've already messed up because that's part of the allure is that you don't even really know what the title is. No, it's the super, I believe... It's the super such good shit show, pal. Yes, pal. With the number in the middle. So it's a super yes. such good shit show. Such good shit show. Ocho. Pal. Ocho, pal. Does yes. it have to be El Ocho or can it just be Ocho? No, it is El Ocho. Okay. Well, I, I'm the well, one who has to write this stuff on the internet when I post this thing. Yeah. So I better get it right. I mean, it could be the Ocho. Really, it's just, you know, I love dumb movie quote lines and anyone that just knows Dodgeball, it is. You know, Which we do. I mean, that's it's we've yeah. had dodgeball here Literally, before. I, I also realized I, I opened the show with a song, so I might have to edit that off of the YouTube version already. Yeah, we may not. You know, he'll just throw throw something in there. But we just got so excited to do another uh, super such good shit show, pal. Uh, El Ocho. Um, I, I ruined that on purpose. Please know everybody. Money plan. Greg just explained it, but that's just. That's just part of, of my. I didn't explain it. I made you explain it. I don't know it. I needed you to explain <laughs> it because I'm stupid when it comes to. I'm barely good at English. I can only when I write and talk all day and do this stuff, and, yeah. and people know of me because of it. But yet I'm terrible at it. Um, that's the irony of the whole world, right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. But here we are. I mean, who would have thought that being as part uh, of the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com? Play, damn it. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Uh, that we would have such kind of a, a, a random show, but, you know, uh, it, it's still going to be fun. You're still going to get some reliable news analysis and opinions because uh, that's what we do. We just add a little flair to it. We just add some fun to it. Just or a lot of flair and a lot of fun. A like, lot of flair. We're about to. <laughs> we about to do that. To. But, I mean, look, we'll, we'll start off this show on our typical style with, you know, plugging our social medias and, and letting you know where you can get T-shirts, all that. Because, you know, we do have some order in this house. A little bit. Surprisingly. Little bit. We sometimes ignore, we oftentimes ignore it, but we do have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You waiting for me to do something yeah. now? 
I, I mean, I didn't know who was going to do the social media. You usually I, well, do the social I will. media so, plugs, okay. and That's then fine. I plug the shirts. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So I am, of course, Greg DeMarco. She is, of course, Miranda Morales. If you haven't figured that out yet, well, welcome aboard. We are happy to have you. If this is your first time listening, either you're <laughs> welcome, either you're welcome, or I'm sorry. Well, we're <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Hit me up. That's usually how when I just first meet people, I'm like, either you're welcome or I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I feel like that's just my first general vibe with people. Yeah, the the story how we first met is hilarious and amazing. It's not. It's it's just random more than anything. It is, which explains pretty much everything. So much. So. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway. Uh, my name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on a social media at Chairshot Greg. Like Miranda so eloquently said, this thing is all over the Chairshot.com, which means it's part of the Chairshot Radio Network. All of that lives under the umbrella of at Chairshot Media. This show, uh, the, 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 the split up versions, the hashtag Miranda show and the Greg DeMarco show, and all of the amazing podcasts that are part of the Chairshot Radio Network are streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you like what you're seeing today, well, tell a friend and, and let them know about it. If you don't like what you're seeing or hearing today, shut your fucking mouth, okay? We don't need you spreading. <laughs> we're going there, good. We're going there. No, seriously. Man. Tell someone anyway. Be like, you know, it's, it's like when something tastes bad. You're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Taste so this. Horrible. Right. It's like, Do are that. we like the Vegemite of the podcast world? Cause no, like, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're good at this. Oh, we're not the we're only good in Australia. We're the, we're the, uh, the impossible burger. Like no one realizes that it's not real meat, but they still eat it. And it you know what? Good. I've done that actually. So quick, quick segue. I did a, a special taste test with Burger King one time. I had a regular Whopper and like an impossible burger Whopper. You could tell the difference. Like you just have to, you have to have, you know, your test and kind of like, uh, you know, your, your but normal. Here, it's not designed it. to eat them both in the same sitting. If you just had the Impossible Burger in that sitting, how would that have been? I mean, it would have been okay, but then also if you label it as a Whopper, you're also labeling it with the flavor of the actual Whopper. They could have just called it an Impossible Burger and not a Whopper because then you're implying that it tastes like a Whopper and it does not. I know, I know Patrick's not here, but no, no, that, that K was for you, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, down. that, that yeah, K was for you, you. Patrick. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. What we'll the table, the impossible Whopper versus regular Whopper conversation. Yes, yeah. that sounds like something that we would actually do on air at some point. That's just, you know, me thinking out loud. Making making plans for the future and, and, yeah. and thinking about all that stuff. But anyway, like I said, if you don't like it, if you do like it, tell a friend and, yes. and let them know so and they can listen and watch still, it. Yeah, it. still tell a friend. Tell a friend too and see what they think. And maybe you guys will agree and then you can commiserate around how horrible you think this show is. Maybe you'll disagree and they will help you come around on the program. Who knows? But be a vibe, you know, be, be, a, be a part of it. Be a part of the show. Be a part of the movement. We appreciate that. It all, of course, comes to a head where? At thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So that's my social media. That's the Chairshot social media. You can also follow along with my yellow-clad comrade. I screwed that up. My yellow-clad comrade, Miranda Morales, on hashtag. You can try to follow her on Twitter. You might find her on Twitter this coming Sunday. 
I don't know, though, depending on how your weekend goes, as NXT TakeOver oh. War Games comes to you, and she does tend to take over the at ChairShot Media Twitter account during TakeOver. It is on a Sunday. Who the hell knows? We'll figure it out when we get there. We're figuring out this as we do it. We're just, so, yeah. Is, as you said, this Sunday is like, eee. Right? I know. Gonna work on that, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll I, figure I should. It out. I should. I should be. Okay. But you can find her on Instagram seven days a week, 365 days a year at the hashtag Miranda. The word hashtag is spelled out. She introduced herself already as it, but the reason she's not on Twitter, well, she's a Twitterist. There's two reasons. Number one, she is a Twitterless heroine. You can't be the Twitterless heroine if you have a Twitter. And number two, it's a cesspool and you don't want to be there anyway. So those are the two reasons why Miranda Morales is not on Twitter. She does dip her toe in the water five or six times a year. But other than that, it's uh, it's it's Instagram, it's Facebook, and that is about it. So that is the social media rundown. If you want to follow Patrick O'Dowd and yell at him for not being here, thus forcing you to absorb the greatness that is the super such good shit show, El Ocho, pal. Is there a word for pal in Spanish? Amigo. Ooh, that's... You might see that when the show goes up. You might have. I might need to get you to send me how the entire name of the program would be in Spanish. Oh man, and that's that's gonna be rough, but I'll do it. Of course you will. And but you can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick O'Dowd, even if he ain't here. So we will talk to Patrick again soon. I mean, I'll probably talk to him tomorrow, but you all will talk to him soon. Of course, you can go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. That is also available on the Chairshot Radio Network at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Like, we just covered a whole... Yeah, we covered a whole lot of stuff. I also wanted to uh, do a little shout-out that I hit a Instagram milestone this Did past you? weekend, and I hit a 1,000 followers. That's Would insane. 1,000 followers. Good stuff. Yes. Congratulations. That's good stuff. I kind of... I also, like, originally created the Instagram almost out of spite for Patrick's Twitter, uh, I just remember, like, we used to do the Patrick 500, where we would count, you know, see if Patrick could get up to 500 followers. Um, and we yeah. did. And then it, when we were trying to do, like, the Patrick 550 or 575, you know, just more manageable milestones. And uh, for a while, I kept trying to size up, you know, my Instagram followers versus his Twitter, which is literally comparing apples and oranges. I know. It is. But... At the same time, um, because I'm not on Twitter, I was not going to have a Twitter, you know, arms race with him. Here's the other thing. He's not, he hasn't hit 500 yet. He's at 458. I think the last time we ever did a check-in, he was at like 462. So it's just like, it's like watching paint dry, but the paint's already dry. It's like watching paint try to undry. It's just not going to work. And so, yeah, that, uh. That, that that wasn't going to be but a thing. A, a big long. thank you to anyone who follows me on Instagram um, to make it. It's a pretty big milestone, one I didn't even think I was going to to get to. But I, I really appreciate um, everyone who, who follows me and all my dumb stuff on Instagram. Um, but, hey, if you want to follow my dumb stuff on Instagram, at the hashtag Miranda, um, just, just for all of you. 
There you go. You'll pass me soon enough. I'm at like 1074. So well, you passed see, me once before. You know, it's, I don't know. It's it's tough. I have to admit, you know, there's definitely uh, your normal content doesn't get a lot of likes as much as some of your other content I've learned. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. What can you do? You just put out, you just be you and, and, yeah. and let everything else kind of go, go the way mm-hmm. it will on social yeah. media. Patrick's on Instagram as well. His handle something weird. I don't even know, but, uh, he doesn't post anything anyway. So yeah, don't worry nah. about it. It's just, I just thing. tag him and stuff. And that's pretty much the only time he's ever active on Instagram is yeah. he goes on there. He lurks, but he doesn't post anything and he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Oh. Well, now that we've hit all that, I can let our listeners and viewers know where they can support the church. We got we got to properly make sure that that gets its its introduction. It's time. We'll see if that gets flagged by YouTube. Oh, that's a good point too. I I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Everyone, shh, nobody tell. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But yes, it is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. And that means there's over 25 different t-shirt designs that you can pick from. You can pick your color. And of course, you can pick your t-shirt style. Me as the queen of soft style, I fully endorse the soft style. But, you know, you could choose whatever style you would like. And lots of cool designs, uh, all in support of the chairshot.com, like multiple always use your head t-shirts, chairshot worldwide, hashtag save tag team wrestling, uh, suck it nerds. So if that you, you hate nerds, um, then that may be the t-shirt for you. If you hate Baron Corbin, you should get the Baron Corbin sucks should. t-shirt. You definitely yeah, should. Yes, yes. Yes. Or endorse- you can combine them. You can meet Baron Corbin and be like, hey. Fucking nerd. To Baron Corbin, if you really want to, like there's yeah, I was gonna say the Baron Corbin sucks T-shirt is endorsed by Baron Corbin. It so. absolutely is endorsed by Baron it's, Corbin. It's endorsed he, by him. It was so. sent to him on Twitter, and he responded back that he loves it, and they didn't make yeah. me take it down. So there you go. Nah, no, I mean. Because he does suck. You just can't fight the facts. Thechairshot.com is all about the facts, and we give it to you, even in our merchandising. That's right. Hashtag yes. journalism. Also, we're sure mm-hmm. at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Yes. And, of course, you can get um, – and speaking of things that sucks, I mean, you can get Everyone Hates Greg DeMarco, uh, everyone's hate, Everyone Hates Greg t-shirt that is available, uh, Bandwagon Nerds, A Winner Is You. Uh, pot is war they all have their own t-shirts including the queen of soft style herself me have my own t-shirt the queen of soft style available there as well t-shirts start at 1999 a few extra dollars if you want to upgrade and get a shirt in soft style but it is very much worth it and this holiday season if you're thinking about things to get your friends things to get yourself well you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt or purchase it for a friend or a family member they will love it i can't guarantee it uh you know also for legal reasons i can't can't make any of these promises on air however i uh, feel fairly confident that they are going to like it um so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. This is such good shit. You know, I was holding a belt, Miranda. And you were too, but it's a cute little toy belt. But this is the I real mean, deal. It is a it's a lovely belt. That is the Impact Zone Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, in which uh, actually, you know, speaking of uh, De- speaking or of. February twenty seventh. Uh, it's not December twenty seventh. Don't show up yes. on that day. No, no, no. December twenty seventh doesn't exist. Um <laughs> February twenty seventh. It exists, but there's not an ICW event on that day. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't exist right now. Who knows? We're in this last leg of 2020. Maybe 2020 will give up on December 27th, literally days before the the year ends. Yes, but February 27th, IZW is going to crown a new heavyweight champion at Monster. Uh, that's going to be in Tempe, Arizona, at the Sun Studios of Arizona. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge uh, milestone in IZW. The first time we'll have a champion in 10? Over 10 years, yeah, over a decade. Ten, in over 10 years. Yep, IZW, of course, went away for a bit. And since the comeback, we have not crowned a champion. Without COVID, we would have had a champion by now. But, you know, COVID happened and changed everything in the world of wrestling and in the yeah. world in general but now we are crowning a brand new champion february 27th the winner of monster will walk away with the izw world heavyweight champion who's it gonna be i don't know i mean i do know but i don't know so there you go find out well, i don't so i should go buy a ticket um, you don't need to buy a ticket i'll just pull back the curtain so- miranda does not need to buy a ticket because she works yeah at that's the show. i do work for the event but if i didn't i would still buy a ticket uh, because I would want to know who wins the IZW Heavyweight Championship. And you'd have to Tickets, act fast. Though, so, hey, you'd have to yeah, act I was going to say, 
where can can uh, people in Arizona and surrounding areas find said tickets for ice? We do. We sell our tickets through Eventbrite, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, especially on the independent wrestling scene. But if you go to IZWWrestling.com, there's a link there to pick up the tickets. If you go to Facebook.com forward slash IZWWrestlingAZ, it's the same on Twitter and the same on Instagram. Those links will take you there to buy your tickets Pick them up. We are sold out of the couch, the VIP couch experience seats. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And we are uh, nearly sold out on the VIP front row uh, seats as well. We have less than 10 of those left. I believe the exact number is eight. We do have limited general admission available on top of that. We're running the same limited ticket structure that we ran for NAF 30 because we don't know what the world's going to look like in February. So we are doing that. If the show is canceled, you can get a refund. You can use your tickets to a future event. Totally up to you. We've had a couple people that couldn't come to uh, NAV 30 who, who I decided to honor their tickets at the future event. So it's a family. It's an IZW family, mm-hmm. so we can do things like that. It's one of the reasons why I keep it small. I got – so so um, it was the weirdest thing, but like for, for the longest time, we had two couch seats left that for some reason some people weren't buying. And part of it was because for some reason they weren't showing on Facebook. On Facebook, couches looked sold out, but on Eventbrite, they didn't. So everything I was posting was making sure that people knew. And then some people were buying more than two. Like we had two couch seats left and I was getting ticket purchases of five tickets, six tickets, four tickets, three, but no, no two. And then someone did buy them and, and the person commented about their purchase and they were so excited. Like they've missed out on couch tickets for every show since we've returned. They got the last two. They were so thrilled. And one of the things that I love, there's so many things that I love about promoting the IZW shows, you know, maybe because we're the standard now in the state of Arizona. I don't know. I don't know. But, and, and there's proof of that out there right now that we laughed about privately and we'll keep it private. But, <laughs> I know, um, made, <laughs> looking cute, may delete later. Yeah. But, um, they probably won't delete it. That's okay though. But no, 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 but no, but um, I, I like the fact that it's small enough to where you can have those interactions. That yeah. you can talk to people like that. You can you can do those. If it was a, you know, if we were pulling, you know, if we were on a thousand seat building and selling that out, I couldn't have all these people who could message me and whatever. Like it get too overwhelming, and I have to somehow turn that off. But at this rate, at this level that we are, we can good put on good you know, financially successful events that work, that people love, that the talent love being a part of, that that everything is just purely positive. And we can do it and keep IZW as a family and talk to everybody and have those great conversations and have those great interactions and just feel good coming out of it. And that's the biggest thing uh, there. We're almost two weeks removed from NAV 30 and everybody seems to be safe and sound and, and all the follow-up there does seem to be positive. So I'm excited about that. And we're just rolling, man. We're rolling on. We've never sold this many tickets without a single thing being announced. Um, and, and so there's been a few things announced that people know. We obviously have monster Tyler Cintron will enter last. We do know that Mr. Classic and Watson will will, will compete in the ladder match. But if you were there at NAF 30, you know, those things, but it has not been announced on our social media yet as all the graphics are still in, in production. And, and so, uh, and without all of that, we're already moving lots of tickets. So long story short, this thing will sell out. The last thing sold out. The next thing's going to sell out. This thing's going to sell out. We run sold out shows. It's amazing. I couldn't be happier about it. Get your tickets while you can. Come be a part of it. It's a lot of fun and we love seeing everybody there. And, uh, yeah, you might now that people know who I am there and now you might get to see me. You'll definitely get to see, uh, Miranda Morales as her role. Well, she's got backstage roles as well, but also as an onstage role, 
uh, as part of it, which is very much appreciated. But come out, check it out. Lots of fun. You won't regret it. And you know, you can get those IZW t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot as well, including a new design that might be up by the time you hear this. Uh, may, may not. I don't know, but we've got the, uh, the NWA, uh, rap group, NWA inspired design that, that's on there. We also have the NWO inspired design that we may have been chuckling about a moment ago. We also now have an ECW inspired design that'll be going live here in the next few days. Uh, artwork done by Gregory Holmes Jr., good friend of mine, also oh, yes. the person who made the Queen of Soft Style shirt for our yes, very own. Very, very talented Rose. individual. Uh, can't thank him enough for his t-shirt designs and yeah, just, just fantastic work. And hey, two more IZW shirts, at least I can, I can what? talk about are in the works as we speak. And here in the next week or two, those will be available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot as well. Very excited about those. They're a little bit different and, and things that can, you can, you know, still support IZW, but have a, a cool looking unique t-shirt, uh, as well. And I, and at, at the moment, I don't think either of them are going to be designed to be on a black shirt. Oh, crazy that that's some breaking news because yeah. most of the t-shirts on the chair shot, uh, pro wrestling tees website, uh, as far as presented are, uh, in a black background. I mean, you can order them in different colors, yep. of course, but most of them are formally presented in black as kind of the staple. And, uh, I mean, but you know, 90% of wrestling t-shirts are black, red, and white. Black, so right. it's, it's, but I, you know, we've seen some really cool. One of my favorite t-shirts is the, uh, OG chair shot logo t-shirt in army green. Like that's been my favorite go-to shirt. I, uh, we talked last week on the hashtag Miranda show, uh, that one of my good friends, Derek Gamble from, uh, wrestling IQ 101 and the rapid wrestling podcast, he ordered his queen of soft style t-shirt in blue. Um, and it looks really damn good. It does so, look um, really good in blue. I like yeah, it. Yeah. The, uh, Baron Corbin sucks shirt having red and it's like, I don't even think that one's available in black. I think it's only available in red and in still works. So navy. Just, so yeah. So there, that's that's just a lesson for all of you that you know sometimes get out of your comfort zone with t-shirt colors. Oh yeah, they'll still look good, and and it'll still be something that you can enjoy and, and wear and support the chair shot, support IZW, but also have a shirt you feel good about wearing. You don't have to wear this thing and be yeah. like, well, I'm a, I'm gonna support this thing, but I'm wearing this shirt. But then you're at Walmart like. Are looking at me right now? I don't know. No, you can wear it out. Be happy. Be fine. Someone asks you about it. You yeah. can talk about something you like. It's all good. It is all good. So we'll sidetrack. We got sidetracked on the shit show. Go figure. Go yes. figure that that happens. Surprise. So should, should I, no. should I dive into the first topic? Should I, should I do it? We're only, let's see here. We're only 29 minutes into the program. Yeah, Maybe I should dive into the first might topic. Might as, might as well. well and I feel future. like the, you know, what we present throughout the show is going to be a little bit of a mix of the Greg DeMarco show and a little bit of a mix of the hashtag Ryder show. You'll figure, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I like know? that. Just, you'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll figure or, it out. Or you'll, you'll figure out it. that you don't want to listen anymore. One of the two will happen. Likely. <laughs> no, because they're going to wait till my portion of the episode because then they'll see why I self-proclaimed most random podcast on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Oh, I, I try and really live up to my I name. I think you we'll live see. up to it. You definitely live up to it. And, and I've got ideas for more that we haven't talked about yet. Anyway, on Monday's edition of WWE Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles defeated Keith Lee. And Matt Riddle to become the new number one contender for the WWE Championship and will challenge Drew McIntyre 
at later this month at WWE TLC. The spot had been rumored for Braun Strowman, who was dealing with an injury and was written off of television in a suspension angle last week where he headbutted good friend of the program, Adam Pierce, WWE official, as he's termed, Adam mm-hmm. Pierce. AJ has been in the company for just under five years now, has already held six championships, three runs with the United States Championship, one Intercontinental Championship reign, and two times he has been a world champion in wwe he has been in a singles match in every wrestlemania since his debut wrestling chris jericho shane mcmahon shinsuke nakamura randy orton which i think a lot of people don't remember he wrestled randy orton at wrestlemania 35 and the undertaker amassing a three and two record a winning record on the wwe and all of pro wrestling's grandest stage is this a case of, in case of emergency, break the phenomenal glass and use AJ Styles? Is he the unsung hero of WWE, the most valuable player, whatever you want to call him, Miranda Morales? How would you describe AJ Styles and his value to WWE? Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're starting off with this topic because we kind of ended last week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show um, in almost this epiphany about AJ Styles. We talked more about The Undertaker, um, his career, and specifically his last match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania 36. And this, you know... I'm sorry. I'm laughing and, and I can't help it. It's almost like we planned it that way. We didn't. We didn't plan it. No, that way we at didn't. All. It's just dumb fucking luck. We didn't plan it. It that was way really, at all. it was really dumb luck, especially because uh, we, you know, Patrick should have been here to also be a part of this conversation, um, and now he's not. So I'm just hogging it. But uh, I, I want to lead a little bit into you know some of that topic because it was more of this kind of all of a sudden thing, and I feel like AJ Styles his work in WWE sometimes not get swept under the rug, but kind of doesn't have the same place as say a Randy Orton, say um, even right now, Drew McIntyre, because he came to the WWE later in his career, already establishing himself all over the world. And so um, sometimes you forget, I mean, just listing out all his accomplishments in the last five years, you kind of forget, but the fact that he has the honor of having the last match with the undertaker we wouldn't know, you know, five years ago if that would have actually happened. And the fact that he did that and it wasn't a lifer or someone who had a, a, a longer career, has had their entire career in the WWE, means a whole lot about him as a professional wrestler, about his skill set, about, you know, his dedication to the craft, but also just his flexibility ability and willingness to work in multiple roles and settings within the WWE, whether it is with the United States Championship picker picture intercontinental you know maybe he he isn't in a title picture he's jumped from raw to smackdown and in every which way i mean i think he's very much a utility player and not just though in a mid-car way in you know you could put him in any scenario and he can be successful because not only does he have the physical ability and talent and safety but also now the personality even just in the five years that we've seen him he has evolved so much and so i do feel like he is someone that you can insert in any program, especially a title picture, and one it establishes or just maintains credibility, and also it keeps things interesting. 
So I, you know, I would say that sometimes we for, almost forget about AJ Styles because we're so used to him in this role. And a lot of things are going on in the WWE at a given point. But that's been the, the one thing that's been very consistent. And I do think, as you mentioned, some of his programs, there's been some that have been better than others. And I know a lot of people had high expectations on his program with Shinsuke and that didn't go accordingly. But at the same time, that is in a way different environment than what they did in, in new Japan. So they're two very different companies and that, that program was presented in two very different ways, but I think it's all been to the benefit of, of AJ styles. And I think even if he is meant to replace Braun Strowman, he's a very formidable uh, competitor in this role against Drew McIntyre. And I think, you know, Drew facing him is only going to help his credibility uh, as a champion. And it's just another box to tick. I mean, you've already seen Drew face um, uh, just recently Roman Reigns, even though that he didn't win that one. That's still a big milestone. Winning the championship the first time around from Brock Lesnar, um, having a, a long program with Randy Orton. So if you're thinking about someone else on the roster now that he can face, it's only going to cement his legacy and his championship run. Who else better than AJ Styles? And here's the crazy thing about it. People are going to come out of this match being like, man, I want to see AJ Styles as a world champion again. Like that's going to happen. And, and AJ is just that type of performer. He's just that damn good. And, yeah. and he's been money. Everything he's done in WWE, I, I've enjoyed. I mean, yeah. we're coming up on TLC and, and when we do this, sometimes at the chair shot, we'll post classic reviews of, of prior shows. And, and one that's coming up is TLC 2016 where AJ Styles wrestled Dean Ambrose. Of course, you guys know now is John Moxley. And that match, like go back to the WWE network and, and watch that match. It was the main event of TLC 2016. That it features a springboard 450 through a table on the floor, which is just insane. And to be able to pull that off with that precision accuracy, like that's God-given talent. That is not anything you can work on and rehearse, and he nails it perfectly. He's just that damn good, like I said before. And I'll be honest with you, no offense to Braun Strowman, but given the choice, I'm picking the match we got, not the match we were rumored to get. 100%. 100%. Yes. 10 times out of 10, whatever cliche you want to use, I'm picking AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. And and you're right. Like, he was like 37 or 38 years old when he joined WWE. And so he was already established. I mean, at some points, you know, he was ready to retire. And he's already said, like, this is going to be it for him. This is where he's going to finish his career up. This might even be his last contract. And he's still doing amazing work and, and he's in WWE so he can bring it back just a little bit and focus on when he does the big spots, they mean something. And, and I'm really excited to see what he does with Drew McIntyre. We've seen AJ wrestle Roman Reigns and have great matches. We've seen AJ wrestle Brock Lesnar and have a great match. I think this is going to be a, a hallmark of Drew McIntyre's time as a world champion in WWE when he goes one-on-one with AJ Styles at TLC. I don't know if it's going to be a stipulation match. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, there's, of course, the Miz factor and whether or not he decides to cash in and, and who knows what happens there. But I really think AJ Styles is has become the kind of talent that WWE, whether they know it or not, or they realized it, or I'm sure they do, if ever they need someone to do something – you can bust out AJ Styles and he yeah. will deliver. And it's, 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 and he never disappoints. And to me, it's like this guy, I mean, he's already Hall of Famer. Like if you were to retire tomorrow, yeah. 
And if yeah. Drew McIntyre was last match, he would be a Hall of Famer just because of the career that he's had in general. But he has had an outstanding career in WWE. And and hopefully people appreciate AJ for what he is. Because I think he's also really easy to overlook. And that's my next mm-hmm. question. Like, is it easy? I'll rephrase that just a little bit. Is it easy to take AJ Styles for granted? Yes. Yes. And again, that was kind of what we talked about because I don't think he's someone that automatically pops into your mind. Um, and it could be because he's not always in predominant storylines. Like just earlier, you know, he was in, in a program for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, and, and the Intercontinental Championship itself has been viewed so differently, um, in the past five, 10 years where it's no longer even viewed as the second tier title. It's, it's, changed so much that landscape that you don't look at the intercontinental championship picture as much uh with a critical eye anymore um than than what you used to so i mean he's kind of been just able to jump around from different programs uh and uh just different matches that you just kind of get used to him you you don't necessarily think of anything quite memorable, not because of just not his skill set and his work. It's just because there's so much else going on. WWE intentionally try and focus your attention to the main title pictures or to the big storylines and whether that it's been Drew McIntyre's reign, what's happening with Roman Reigns, even the women's division. You know, a lot of that um was was really with Sasha and Bailey for a while. The Mysterio family storyline, like they purposely draw your attention to some of these other bigger stories, and you kind of forget about AJ. Um, but not not in a way that you know that he's terrible or anything. Just that you forget about it because they purposely draw your attention away to other wrestlers and other stories. So I, I do think it's easy to kind of that that he gets forgotten. Yeah, but good for him getting that. Hopefully, as WrestleMania 37 rolls around, he gets to be in a prominent role again. It's so funny. I talked about the last five years, he's been in a singles match every single WrestleMania. Randy Orton hasn't even done that. Like, he was in a four-way at one of those. Like, it's not something that everybody gets to do. And he's got a winning record at WrestleMania. And not that that really matters. But he was the Undertaker's last match. He'll always have that. I mean, just so many things, and and I love the fact that Randy Orton is getting this. Not Randy Orton, excuse me, that AJ Styles is getting this. I'm excited for it, and, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hell of a match, and it might steal the show at you know TLC. It's rumored that we'll get Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, whatever happens with them this week on on uh, on SmackDown as they have a one on one match on Friday. It's probably going to lead to something with them at TLC. And just so many good things. Such good shit, as we like to say on these here shows, um, time after time. This is such good shit. But I'm excited for it, and I think it's going to be going to be absolutely outstanding. Funny aside, while we're on the topic of WWE, I um, last week we talked about you know what wrestler you would love as a kid, what, what the kid version of you, who the kid yeah. version of you would love. They were listening because I said Kevin Owens, and what do they do? They have him go out on NXT and steal the show with some of the best commentary I've heard in a long time. And the best Kevin Owens show I've ever seen. His Kevin Owens show, like when he talked about every trope that's going to happen, he was like, oh, you say somebody's name, they're going to come out, and he did the countdown, the music wouldn't start. Like it was just – but he, he he was funny, but he didn't take away from what was going on with Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, or Damian Priest. 
to NXT and, and his relationship with NXT. I think we hear a lot of speculation about wrestlers wanting to, you know, they're Raw and SmackDown, having the opportunity to come back to NXT because it's almost this perfect little bubble where you have storyline development, but you also have really good wrestling. It's not too campy or too overrun with silly humor. They find such the right balance of being a show for real, you know, and I wouldn't say real, but I guess for people who are more dedicated to the wrestling aspect of pro wrestling, you know, the, the wrestling, a wrestling fans wrestling show. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like NXT is, is very much of that, but still being able to have funny and even quirky storylines, but not taking it over the top. Like you see on, on raw and SmackDown, having it at a level where it still progresses characters and, and stories. And then, you know, just, I, you know, Kevin Owens was just really grown and bred in nxt i mean even through his career in the independence things just clicked so well mm-hmm. for him in nxt like they do for many um that start in nxt and then move up to raw or smackdown and it's just i think his work last week on nxt just shows like the, there's always this, this bond and this way that NXT just understands wrestling uh, and wrestlers. And I feel like that's why so many people on the roster just have such a respect and admiration for it, that when the opportunity comes to come back, even for a night, they take it and they run with it um, because it's, it's just such a fun and right fit. Um, and, and some of, some of it I can't even explain. Cause I, right. you know, I just feel like it just, all these puzzle pieces come together so perfectly, mm-hmm. but I think it's the right people who have an understanding of that balance between wrestling and entertainment. I think the best things that work, uh, just work, it's hard to explain how they work. Like if I asked you today, you know, toot my own horn, why is IZW so successful? You could list off a few reasons, but we don't know the real reason. It just works. And, and it's just, and that's why I'm so hesitant to not change certain things. Um, the, the interesting thing about Kevin Owens, or really it's just a, a side story that I want to tell about Kevin Owens. It's been a while. Um, several years ago, he became the Ring of Honor World Champion on a Saturday. And back then, Patrick and I, I believe, were recording the show on a Sunday. And I was able to get him to come on the show. Like I emailed, um, and, and was able to, to make that happen in less than 24 hours. And it was a real brief spot that he can only do. And he came on being in the show, did a few things, left, and we had him scheduled for a, a, an actual interview and he canceled. But, and, and he canceled because one of his kid, his kid was sick. And, and the email that he sent me that I could still find, but I'm not going to because personal, like the things he said in that email about how bad he felt and, and what his family means. Like it was, I mean, the, he, put time into sending this email to me that you can't do the show. Like maybe that's why I'm such a big Kevin Owens fan. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, getting that, like some people just don't show up for interviews. Like it's just, you know, that can happen. They don't have to say anything. I think that's, that's been something he's been very consistent on for a long time. Just the type of person he is and what he values and what wrestling means to him. And I think that's why NXT was really such a good place for him because it seemed like it was an alignment of values of what pro wrestling should be and can be. Um, and I it just when things click, they, they just click really well. And um, I, I think you could feel it. 
you could see it, you could hear it. And I think as a fan, you could feel it that, you know, sometimes the humor that you try to put on, say, Raw or SmackDown either flies over people's heads or it's too campy or just too much. And it's already a long show and all that kind of stuff. Whereas NXT, things are timed so well. It's not done in a way where you have multiple say funny segments in a row where you're not exhausted after watching it. Like there's definitely been times watching raw or SmackDown, especially raw because it is a three hour product where I would just felt exhausted and almost disappointed because it was such a long show. And yet there still was things that most of it, I, I, you know, either just couldn't quite get into or thought was too much or thought they could have done differently. And that's just me as my fan perspective, but at the same time, I just don't have that feeling with NXT ever. I feel like the flow of the show goes so well um, that the programs that they have are well built. The wrestling is fantastic. The commentary is solid. You know, all these things that just stack up. And, and when you bring in an element like Kevin Owens, even if it's for a one-off, like still all those things are there. Plus you have an environment where Kevin Owens can be really the best Kevin Owens, you know, the Mm -hmm. humor is understood. The dynamic is there. All of that where, you know, again, talking about being overshadowed, I feel like on an average basis, even though Kevin Owens is in a big storyline right now, he's been overlooked a lot Mm -hmm. because of the fact that there's, they're, they're drawing your attention to some of these bigger stories and these bigger matches and everything else, you kind of have these blinders on, even though they have two to three hours of content that they need to build and they want you to care about it all. So you stay tuned. In reality, they're really putting blinders on you. So you only focus on the big things that they want you to focus on. Of course. That's what their so, job is. And that's yeah. what they do. So, it's funny. This TLC pay-per-view, you're getting some appreciation for people. You think about AJ Styles getting his big match. Kevin Owens probably getting his big match. Jay Uso getting a big match outside of Roman Reigns with Daniel Bryan. That's probably going to happen at TLC. I mean, yeah, TLC might be one of those sleeper pay-per-views that it tends to be mm. on a year-to-year basis. Um, quick uh, note, side note to the side note to the side note. Cause that's what we do on okay. these here shit shows. I, I say that's what we do on the shit shows. We do that on regular shows. Let's, let's be totally honest here. Yeah. We're off the rails all the time. We're just labeling it time. this time. Exactly. We're just, we're just, we're just telling people what they should be watching. Just like WWE does. Um, we're just, just, just zoning them in on certain things. Can you guess? And of course, this is a horrible way to put someone on the spot, but can you guess my guilty know. pleasure in NXT? It's a person oh. that you probably wouldn't imagine that I like. So it's not the obvious like Adam Cole or Pat McAfee or anything like that or, or Shotzi Blackheart, none of that stuff. But guilty pleasure for NXT that I love that I honestly, personally, I would think I would hate, but I actually love. And it's one of my favorite. Every time I see this person, it's a guy. Every time I see I, him, I get so excited. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I'm already thinking about this program in general, but if you're thinking maybe out of left field, is it uh, Cameron Grimes? Oh my God. You just nailed it. Yeah. There is no, I get so excited. All I need to hear uh, for, I love NXT anyway, right? It's my favorite wrestling show, but all of a sudden this guy comes around the corner and I hear Cameron Grimes and I get so excited every time I Cameron Grimes ladies and gentlemen the man pops for Cameron Grimes I do every single time like and it's part of it's the way he says his own name like he's he's in a horror movie cinematic match with Dexter Loomis he's walking to this house I loved that match and he goes in there and he's just like I'm not afraid Cameron Grimes isn't afraid (laughs) and like he just says it with Cameron Grimes like I love the way he says his own name and it's just 
so funny and he pulls off everything so well. And, and it's like, I, I was never a big Trevor Lee fan before this, but for some reason, when he Cameron walks Grimes, out, he's baby. Cameron Grimes. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yes, Cameron <laughs> Grimes. Let's go. Let's go, Cameron Grimes. Let's, Let's go, go, Cameron. Yes. Love We're getting Cameron our Grimes. top hats already for the Cameron Grimes got it right. bandwagon. I, I just want to acknowledge right now, this is what happens. Miranda Morales on the spot knew it was Cameron Grimes. We never talked about that. We haven't. Had no, that. no, no. I just figured because show. I feel like he's a lot of people's guilty pleasures. Like I, I obviously do. Like was not a fan of him at first, um, but this even program with Dexter mm-hmm. Loomis, like he's made me care about a Dexter Loomis made, program. Yes, he's made me care. Even like that whole uh, cinematic boneyard graveyard, whatever haunted house match. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it's called. Was it was so good perfectly executed especially because like dexter loomis's character is essentially a serial killer like i don't he is course, literally he's, just and he's a baby face and a hero and he's also a cartoonist so i'm very confused by <laughs> who dexter loomis is however everything and you just said a minute sense. ago that nxt doesn't go over the top and too confusing and too crazy and then dexter loomis happens but it's okay but it's okay because it's Dexter Loomis and it's Cram and Grimes. Like both of the most kind of oddest dynamics, oddest characters in NXT. I've had this long standing, like long standing program. It's one of the longest. And you've had yeah. them do all of these kind of crazy matches and it works for them too. So I think that too, like they understand what works for a program and they don't try and force it on to others. Like, of course you have the, the women's division, you have Io Shirai just, killing the game you know and she has even just her match too uh with um the recent one uh, with, with candace oh with candace yeah 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 just even that ladder match uh at halloween havoc you know mm-hmm. like it wasn't super gimmicky it was just a straight up ladder match and so they don't need to put a lot of the gimmicky things especially in the women's division when they have solid wrestling whereas i think with the the men's uh scene um especially those that are just kind of character driven like a cameron grimes and even a dexter loomis like you can do these types of funner matches or random matches and it makes sense and again this is long-term storytelling they've been doing and they've had to do this because i didn't care about cameron grimes for a minute uh as in a minute like forever literally up until halloween havoc and then it all clicked i was like you know what damn it I'm His performance at Halloween Havoc and the build to that match. The yes. Dexter Loomis thing has really brought out the, the best Cameron Grimes in Cameron Grimes. Like, yes. I, I and even it. then, like, look, I've always noted this, but he's like Dexter Loomis is a serial killer. But I think he I'm is. OK with that in my wrestling. Like, I'm OK as the serial killer. It goes back to the 90s. Is this almost like, you know, you have um, uh like by day trade, you know, you're like a race car driver or you're a repo man or you're a monk. And it's like by day, maybe he is a serial killer. And by night, he's a wrestler. I cannot buy a serial killer as an occupational gimmick. I just can't. I, I just can't do it. Like we should well, do that you know, at some it's point. It's also his fault because he, when he used to work in Impact and stuff without the mustache, when he used to work without the mustache, total boring person. <laughs> the mustache did it mustache for he looks the exact same way as he did when he yeah. used to wrestle an impact just with the same gloves 
But you know what's changed? Well, the mustache. And they make him wear the shirt because honestly, he's got some of the most god awful tattoos ever. Like his both of his arms. Yeah, are just but he's solid even then, it's almost just like a wife beater, which again seems it's very weird. serial killer ish. But it just looks weird. I have a feeling he's always going to be wrestling in this long sleeve shirt in WWE. Um, oh yeah, that too. Yeah. So but it works. It doesn't matter because it works. But even then, it's so tight and he, like just so confined. It just seems like a serial killer. He probably is. And I think mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. And yeah. Like NXT can present a serial killer. I mean, that's not even on purpose because he technically draws cartoons too, which is like okay. I'm I'm still understanding this whole thing. You know, I'm I'll figure it out. But I I kind of leaning more to like, can you just have him be a serial killer? I feel like that's way more interesting than any of the other things they try and make him do. I don't even know how to transition to the next the next part of the program at this point. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, what do I? Well, actually, if we really wanted to get, I mean, we've been talking about Halloween Havoc so much that I I do have something related. Ooh, well, hang on, let's let's let's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. It's your turn. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna. I mean, I guess I could throw. A it doesn't have to be Miranda right Wright. I just, I yeah. wanted some form of transition, and that's what it yes, was. Yes, yes. Well, this is the hashtag Miranda uh, part of the show where the real randomness shit show comes out. And so some of you may remember this little gimmick here, which is my Halloween pumpkin. And some of you may not remember. I don't even know if I've actually put this on air before. I don't, I don't think we camera. were doing the video back then because that was did? like yeah. the last. I don't remember when it was. But and and you were also that was one of those times where when we recorded it, I'm pretty sure it was audio only. You were frozen the whole time, like on your video feed was frozen the whole time, oh. but your audio was fine. And so I never saw you doing any of this. And I don't even know if I saw the pumpkin, but. Go back and, and it was actually when we did, you know, a best of edition in July. I included that part where we did the pumpkin where you made me fantasy book wrestling matches of people whose names you pulled out of that their bucket. And that's where I came up with um what was it? Becky Lynch and the Fantastics were known as Fantastic Man. That was mm-hmm. God, I'm brilliant. He was wow. really proud. He was really proud of that. I was because it yeah. was on the spot. Like that's just like this whole program. Like we did not have plans of talking about Kevin Owens or Cameron no. Grimes or Halloween Havoc. Or yeah, Dexter I mean, I, I got Greg to reveal stuff. his deep secret uh, of being a Cameron Grimes fan. Like that was not going to happen Proudly. today. I don't think Greg was Cameron ever going Grimes. to admit that. I, I would have found some way, but it's just it, it's one of those things that's like it's never big enough to talk about. But yet here we are talking here we about are, so. it. So, so, so Miranda, what's in the bucket? Yes, yeah, what's in the bucket? So this is my trusty Halloween bucket that I pull out every so often. And this is where the ideas happen. And by ideas, I mean ideas that are in here. So in a similar fashion to what Greg had mentioned on a previous episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, where uh, I made Greg fantasy book names uh, out of a that I picked out of this bucket, I have some topics here, and it's just more of a random assortment of topics, and we're just going to... Now, uh, I need I need, to, I need to ask you a question. How long have you had random topics sitting in this bucket? Like... Not uh, since the beginning of the show. You since, did like, that, as that? we were like, doing the intros. Damn. That's talent right there. And I just... That's, that's... I was literally writing a few ideas, and so there's actually a good amount. I can like, hear I, it. Yeah, yeah like, you might want to pick it up. Like, I can good, hear... Good the, those things. All right, there. so let's yeah, let's let's have some fun with the bucket yeah, o so topics. Let's have some. We're gonna just talk about some random topics, all pretty new, big stories of of recent, uh, and we'll just see where the the world takes us here. Let's see what so happens. First random topic is 
Okay, so NWA Shockwave. The NWA announced last week, or just very recently, I don't really remember, that they uh, are bringing back um, their televised show, uh, which actually aired today as we are recording this. You guys see this later on in the week, but Shockwave is coming back now. This, though, isn't necessarily a, a surprise to anyone. Um, and I know Greg's face when I announced this. It, it's not necessarily a big deal. And and I know some fans are going to be shocked, like, why? It's called Shockwave. We're about to shock you. Uh, this week, <laughs> really all it is is uh, they are repackaging matches that have already occurred through the United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live. So the three matches that occurred this week, you had Nick Aldis and Mike Bennett for the NWA World Championship. That already aired. Uh, Heather Monroe uh, versus um, Camille. That already aired. Um, and then there was a third one. I forget. Greg will do that as I explain the rest of the uh, Jennifer, However, yeah, uh, and, and this could be the model that they use initially because they've already been working with the United Wrestling Network to tape content uh, for the past few months that we may see these be kind of the initial episodes and then later on some more exclusive NWA content. Um, but it is different than Power. It's not the same um, kind of live uh, studio setup, uh, at least right now. Uh, but it, it is right at this point more just kind of reruns. Now, another big difference of this is not behind a paywall. So the United Wrestling Network Primetime Live that you did have to pay for uh, on Fight TV in order to to watch live. Um, this is just on YouTube. So this could be new for some new fans who didn't watch uh, Primetime Live uh, previously. And so it could be a good mechanism in order to get some fans uh, to watch Primetime Live or uh, for those who didn't pay to get reconnected with NWA content. But I think at first there was a lot of buzz and hoopla about Shockwave. Uh, but when you look at this first episode and kind of the game plan for it, it doesn't seem as new, as shiny as fans would have hoped for in a new NWA product. I didn't even realize that it was rerun matches. Like, I had no idea. And and, and, and that was something they didn't announce prior to that. That's something that we just got today. So um, next week they're going to be uh, showing um, Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly, which was on one of the early episodes of Prime yes, Time Live. Like, so um, I, I think it's more of a realization of, you know, the NWA's actually had some great momentum because of the women's division of Thunder Rosa's work. I mean, it really elevated it when you see it on mm-hmm. um, AEW and, and still, I mean, Serena Deeb has been um, making regular appearances on, on AEW. She's and under so contract in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious if you think, is this more of a misstep? You know, is this... Something should they have waited to create more newer content instead of replaying things that they've been doing with the United Wrestling Network? Or is this a way to help build up a fan base and and potentially we see them air their own material on Shockwave? What I don't understand is, okay, so every Tuesday they already record, they already do the primetime live thing, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a ring, you have cameras, you have all the stuff set up. Why not just record matches for this there? And then air them the next week since this air is right before 
primetime live like is this a, a, supposed to be like a lead-in to primetime live like is this sunday night heat before a pay-per-view we're using recycled matches which people haven't seen so now why would i pay for primetime live which if you look at this week's lineup like why would you pay for primetime live but like i'm trying to be nice because i like some people that work there but yeah. fuck like really you want me to pay ten dollars for that uh, or six that whatever it costs yeah no like i'm not like i'm sorry but I'm just not. And so now you're telling people, well, if something really important happens, they're probably going to show it down the road. And and even with social media, like you're going to see what you need to see. So, so that's one issue that I have, but I like the idea of doing this weekly show. I just don't like the idea of recycling matches, especially when you've got the place and the bandwidth to tape these matches. Like, why not? Why even use recycled matches next week? Like they're literally, it's Tuesday night when we record this. They're literally there. Right now, as we speak, doing primetime live, just record some other matches and show them next week as part of Shockwave. Like, Mm -hmm. just change the the video screen. Like, like, and 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 it's Shockwave now. And 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 they know what's been successful because of what they did with Power. Like, they knew they were getting some really good momentum and fan uh, a growing fan base with Power. You know, take a lot of that structure that you had with Power and move it to Shockwave. And yeah. and maybe this is kind of their introduction, but I also see exactly what you mean. Why start there? Why don't you just start with new content mm-hmm. and then build from there instead of, you know, airing matches that have already been seen? And I think, like I said, best of life. this week would have been fine. But yeah. for next week, you have no excuse. You have wrestlers. You have a ring. You have everything set up there to record new content for next week that could be used for Shockwave as the lead in for the primetime live. And and I think like some of the matches on this week's primetime live would probably be better served on a shockwave. It's kind of like you know dark, like it really is yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like this is the most AEW dark episode of primetime live they've ever run. And I know some of it, you know, they had to pause the the UWN World Championship tournament because of injury, and and, and I get all that. Um, I just think that I don't want to say if it's a misstep, but I definitely think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. But it can be fixed, and maybe it will be yeah. fixed. Like I'm critical of them, and, and I have been, and I just told you not to pay for it, which is really bad. I shouldn't have done that, but whatever. I'm, we're, we're honest, not 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 for nothing, but we're honest on these shows. Um, yeah. But I do think they have an opportunity to turn that around and actually make it something that's that's useful. Yeah, and again, they know what works. Like I think if they hadn't had success with power, it may be more excusable. But they've had success with power. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were building and and the structure that was working. So if they already knew what was good, keep on doing what's good. I don't know. It just seems um, that there was a lot of excitement and buzz about Shockwave. And then when it launched earlier today, it was like, oh, this is it. And I don't want that for the NWA. Mm-hmm. You know, they've already done such amazing work and growth, not only with what they were able to do with with power in a short amount of time. But again, you know, with, with the women's division, like they had it on national TV. They had a buzz around it that they hadn't had ever. So use that momentum to produce newer things and and show something different instead of reruns. Yeah, and the NWA continues to shift from – basically continues to shift over Dave Marquez. And and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I think we'll find out um, once they lost Dave Lagana, which they had to. Let's be Mm -hmm. perfectly honest. um, That that really changed everything for the NWA. And and I think that they'll – I hope they'll figure it out. and yeah, I just, I don't even know where I was going with that. Do something with it. Just please do something yeah. with it. Do something. 
Moral of the story, do something. Next topic. Need music. Actually, we don't need music. We just need the shuffling sound that we're already getting. Okay. Next topic. Oops, I got two. Okay. <laughs> You'll like this one because I know nothing about it. Uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, has been announced, and so I threw this in one for you, so that way you can do a little Ring of Honor education of Miranda Morales. Uh, so, that's- thankfully, I've been keeping up enough to know what's going on. So, Final Battle was announced last week. It'll be in Baltimore, their home, where they've been recording. Um, it will not be in front of fans, as Ring of Honor has been very conservative about that. And I've really loved the product so far and, and the pure tournament. I'm trying to carve out time to actually cover some of it for the chairshot.com because I, I've enjoyed it. I feel like it's getting back to what Ring of Honor used to be and, and, and with, mm-hmm. you know, the less bloated roster and, 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 and some of the focus on different championships. Final battle will take place later this month and I'll date in front of me. I'm not going to pretend to, but it will be on pay per view mm-hmm. for, uh, for Ring of Honor. Every single championship will be defended, which is an interesting wrinkle because Jonathan Gresham holds two of those. He is the <laughs> pure champion and one half of the tag team champions okay. with Jay Lethal. And if you've been paying close attention, he has been pushing the tag team titles to the back burner while um, focusing more on that pure championship. In fact, if you go back and see the match where he beat Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, which is the dumbest nickname in the world, but I love Um because who calls himself hot sauce when he's just the most bland wrestler ever? Maybe that's the reason why. But it's it, he's holding up the pure championship, and it's G Lethal who grabs a tag team title and throws it over Jonathan Gresham's shoulder while he's holding up the pure wrestling championship. Like it, it there's definitely a storyline brewing there, and I think I like it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Gresham can't fully pull his weight in the tag title match because of the pure wrestling championship match. I don't know. They've announced one match so far. Uh, and teased another one. So they have announced Jay Briscoe versus EC3, which is a yeah. big time match for me. I, I Ring of Honor EC3 might be the best EC3 so far. To be a hundred percent honest with you, yes. And and some of that is because they they teased a lot of that in Impact, and he had a brief stint in Impact, and then he left. And and I think as an Impact fan, I was like, but wait. Like we're, and it just made sense for him to come back and impact the way that he did. And the fact that he's kind of taken that to ring of honor, um, itself, like yeah. is good for him, you know, you might it really is a reinvention. You might Maybe, but at this point, you know, I, I think even with him, like it, it's a better suited, it's, it's a better fit for him both professionally and character wise. Like it just, it, it's much more of a serious tone. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, I really like this this new EC3. I do too. Very, very, very excited for it. I do too. I love the fact that he's still EC3. Like, yes. he's now on his third company as EC3, which is because he's Dixie Carter's right. nephew. Like, Yeah, but and, he's really owned up to this three. Again, mm-hmm. two more just with the promos and, and even just the, the artwork now with the three. Yep. More of the claw, more vicious. Mm-hmm. Those subtleties. I That's a beautiful thing about reinvention. The fact that he's literally taken – Ethan Carter the third and taking it to EC three in a whole different company in a whole different attitude. Yes. Yeah. Done well. Beetle. Done very well. Uh, nothing else has been fully announced. However, we know the titles will be defended and on the most recent edition of ring of honor week to week or week by week, or whatever they call it. Um, Brody King has challenged Roosh to a match for the ring of honor world heavyweight championship. And the interesting wrinkle about this is the fact that Roosh's contract is up at the beginning of next year. So to me, like, and he hasn't really done a lot. Of course, COVID has happened and, and has 
put a lot of that that wrinkle in there. Last year, a final battle was PCO, which who was part of Villain Enterprises with Brody King, which right now Villain Enterprises is probably like saying Voldemort in Ring of Honor. You probably can't do it um, just because of Marty Skrull. I don't even want to say his name. Um, yeah, that's Voldemort right there. Yeah, it kind of is. But – and PCO beat Rouge for the title there and, of course, quickly lost it back to him. It was kind of for shock value. Literally, if you go watch Final Battle, literal shock value um, as PCO was electrocuted before the match and maybe during the match. <laughs> I can't remember. But Brody King, to me, for a long-time Ring of Honor fans, won't like, – like you think about Samoa Joe as a Ring of Honor world champion and he was legendary. His 22-month title reign that was ended by surprise by Austin Aries and, and it was – so well done. But when Joe won the title, it was only like his second or third match in Ring of Honor. And it was kind of out of nowhere. And then he built from there as the champion. And Brody King, if you're an old school wrestling fan, if you like a Stan Hansen, a Bruiser Brody, an old school Samoa Joe to bring it back to more recent, Brody King can be that. And and if he goes over Roosh at final battle, it could be the kind of thing where he grows into his run as a world champion in Ring of Honor, if they give him the time. And you would need to give him 9 to 12 months to really grow into being that champion, which is, you know, who knows what they're going to look like, who knows what their taping schedule is going to be, who knows if they have fans. You know, I, I laugh and we laughed about this before. Like, everyone just thinks when it becomes January 1st that everything's magically going to be better because 2020 is going to be over. And, well, you know, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The end of 2021 is probably going to be amazing. But um, but Brody King could very well be your next Ring of Honor World Champion due to the contractual situation for Roosh and where he wants to go. And now's the time to do that, in my opinion. So while it's not official yet, I mean, why would you make that challenge if it's not going to become a match? I am very intrigued by it. I am, am very – I'm just intrigued by Final Battle in general. I think that yeah. Ring of Honor, what they did with the Pure Wrestling Championship – what they're going to do with Final Battle and supposedly going into the new year, trying to recreate what they did with the Pure Championship, with the Women's Championship, um, which was the and Women of Honor. Very much, yeah, I was going to say that's very much needed because the launch of Women of Honor really fell flat. That was one that I think people had such high yeah. expectations for because of the reputation of the company. And then it just it just fell well, fairly just Some of the talent choices flat. are interesting. And, yeah. and there's, you know, and, and I see there's a talent in Ring of Honor. Um, Quinn McKay, who's defending the division by screaming out the name Angelina Love. And I'm like, eh, wow, what year is it? Um, but you know, it, it is in Sumi Sakai. Ooh, okay. What year is it? Like, it's just a lot of, you know, come into the current time frame, And it's hard because mm-hmm. women's talent is swallowed up by WWE and, and, and now even AEW. So you've got to, you got to really dig yeah. to get that talent. But, but also it's a prime time. I mean, they do have to do more scouting, but that's kind of the beauty of ring of honor. It is known as the independent promotion where some of the most talented wrestlers have come up and it was because other promotions didn't give them a, a look. And, now yeah. women's wrestling has exploded to such amazing capacity that I think they really could find some real diamonds in the rough or just women that we just don't see as often because, uh, but still amazingly talented and ring of honor really could be the platform for them. They could. So I, 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 I'm fairly optimistic of that, but yeah, I mean, this has been a very interesting year for, for ring of honor um, where uh, they were really coming up with a resurgence and building up this year to be something big. And then they really took a break. They kind of came back to um, I would say the wrestling game uh, later than 
a lot of other promotions. They took their time and they were very cautious. And I think that's helped. But it also, I think, has allowed them to go back to basics. Um, yep. And that is really what Ring of Honor needed more than any promotion is to go back to, to basics and go back to its foundation. And like you mentioned, with the Pure Tournament was a big success. Um, even just having... Um, you know, some new names in there, EC3 coming, the return uh, of Mike Bennett, um, which, I mean, he had some of the, one of the best runs he had with, uh, with Ring of Honor. Absolutely. Um, and he's still able to do other things like with, you know, uh, Primetime Live and, and the United Wrestling Network, but also go back to, um, you know, the place that really helped build him as a star. I mean, there's, there's, of course you have the, you know, the Briscoes there, um, uh, as well that continue to, to be kind of the, the torch bearers, standard bearers for it. But, um, you know, they, there's a lot that even like you said, with, with the Rush's contract, other contracts that may be coming up, title changes, all of that, that really leaves a pretty big, you know, wonder for ring of honor. But I think that when you strip away all of that fanciness and, and you get to it, it is still some of the best pure wrestling out there. And I think in some yeah. ways, this is exactly what they needed to do. And the fans will come. The fans will come back if they see it being kind of some shades of old, but still trying to incorporate things that are um, new and, and going in a new direction. And like, you know, you said Brody King um, becoming champion. That could well be a possibility, but you really didn't have to take the time to establish him as a champion um, and take time to put some good competitors in front of him and have really good programs and matches, which I think they could absolutely do. Um, and use the success of the tournament. Do what you're good at and continue with that. So, you know, we're still talking about you, NWA. Take the momentum of things that you've done right and move forward with it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You are just saying. All right. And you're right. Do another one? Yes. And that is December 18th. Final battle takes place. So very, very, very soon. So we'll, we'll do one more of this random popcorn topic of that. But I threw that one in there for you because I appreciate that. As most people know, I, I just don't watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, we did a, Other than we did a, Lucha we did a whole show teaching oh, God, you about Ring of Honor and we recorded it twice. And we recorded it twice because I And then the shows didn't happen. And then COVID. <laughs> and then COVID happened. All right. Final topic is <laughs> it is impact wrestling. So I only laughed because we were just talking everything intertwined. Right. So something that I'm more familiar with now, that's mm-hmm. the other side of that. I actually do watch Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis. I do a Impact on Access TV review when the Jure Chambers from Big Gold Belt Media. That gets posted on uh, Big Gold Belt Media's YouTube page. But I've actually been watching Impact fairly consistently. Speaking of, you know, this year, really as a result yeah. of going to Hard to Kill, which now seems like a lifetime ago. That was right. just in January. And uh, now we are heading to the end of this year. Impact Wrestling's had really a a lot of of changes, very kind of similar in the tone of Ring of Honor, where you've had to bring in some new, not had to, but they brought in some, uh, you know, people from from the past, um, most more notably AC3 made a return for a brief stint, Eric Young came back after he was released. Uh, the Good Brothers came uh, after they were released. A lot of people came after they were released. But 
it also has been a, a big change for them uh, to continue to record and have shows on Nexus TV with no audience as well. They have now been doing monthly pay-per-views through Impact Plus and also major pay-per-views um, through Fight TV and, and pay-per-view providers. But I'm just kind of curious on your sense of, of Impact Wrestling this year. Um, because I feel like it's still very much an underrated, undervalued promotion. But also you still can't get what they say, the tink, the stink of, of TNA off of it. Even today I, during my review, I accidentally called it TNA. I have no idea why, right. but I did. And see, that's the weird – and maybe it's because I don't watch as religiously. Like even though I send you guys the file so you guys can watch it, I don't always watch it. It's uh, – I don't think for me the stink of TNA is not on it, and and no, at all. I, like, it's not like that it me, is, but I think just in memory and in, in yeah, fans' memories because TNA was such a cluster uh, of so many people, uh, a lot of almost like you know the last leg of, of people's careers. You know, people who literally should have retired but went to Impact instead or TNA yeah. at the time. Um, you know, some of the crazy stipulation matches, uh, the crazy booking decisions, yeah. uh, celebrity appearances, like literally losing it, AJ it, Styles. Yeah. I mean, being the ground for now what so many people see as, as mm -hmm. people who, who've gone through the wings of TNA and now are at AEW and, and WWE, like Samoa Joe, like AJ Styles, even the Young Bucks this mm -hmm. week on the, uh, impact, uh, flashback match of the week it was the uh ladder match uh between the motor city machine guns and generation uh me mm -hmm. um and i forget what year but it was one of the the papers probably gotta have had it been like a 2012 2013 yeah, yeah yeah um but just that that match was part of the flashback moment of the mm -hmm. week um and and so it's really interesting to see how you've had people who have grown into gone into other companies really had, had made some stop in, in impact in TNA. And most of the time you don't hear positive things about it. Um, but it does seem like they've really taken really over the past few years, but this year, especially in putting together and presenting a different product. Uh, and I especially believe that the knockouts division itself has grown and been a, a pillar of the company mm -hmm. where you have reliable, strong matches and stories in ways that other divisions don't. Um, and the complaints that I've had about the AEW women's division uh, is things that they need to be looking at products like impact where if they still want to do things that are fun and entertaining, but also have really good matches with a lean roster. I think Impact does that. They have a fairly lean women's roster, even though they had some really big signings um, earlier this year yeah. with Kimberly and Tasha Steele. It's also, again, utilizing what's on the independent scene. I still think there's a plethora of talent out there. So there wouldn't be almost any excuse for ROH if they wanted to build up their women's division. It is out there. It you is. know, I think you got to just examine what you want for your roster and what kind of matchups you have. But the, the knockouts division there is fairly lean, but consistently every week, Great matches, great storylines, enough where they're doing. They brought back the knockouts tag team titles. Um, they've had to bring in a few additional women to help bring out that tournament to fill out that roster. But That's even okay. months beforehand, you already had established teams that you could absolutely see them being 
crown knockouts champions, whether it's Atayo and Rosemary, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan, Nevaeh and Havoc. Um, you know, they had already set up this dynamic months and months down the line to the point when this was announced, it wasn't a surprise and you already kind of had your front runners. So there's some really good long-term, long-term storytelling. And I've mentioned this before. If you like dumb stuff, if you like the dumb segments in AEW, you're going to like what happens in Impact as well. I think they, they do dumb better than anybody. They do dumb better than anybody. And I should know because I'm dumb. Like, I just love dumb stuff. They do. Okay. So they do. So I want to say two things about Impact Wrestling since, you know, I didn't know about these topics and I don't watch as much as you do. But there's two things that I want to say about them. One, one good and one not bad, but one of interest. So good. Yeah. I honestly think they, and I know everybody loves to praise AEW for this. I think they did no fan wrestling better than anybody from the jump. I really do. Um, I think they don't get the credit they deserve for it. I, I don't think they, they really get any of, of what they deserve for what they've been able to pull off during the, this era. I think their shows feel the best without fans, and I think they've done a really good job. I mean, some of the performance in their WWE stuff was just rough. Like, you look at what they do now with Thunderdome and the fan reaction, and of course, what they've created for NXT with the CWC, like, it's just amazing. But Impact Wrestling, to me, Ring of Honor has done well with it as well, but Impact did it first. And they've done, you know, empty arena wrestling better than anybody up to this point, and, and I firmly believe that. Point number two that I want to make is the point of interest is the end of this year, two very interesting contracts are expiring in Impact Wrestling, and that is Taya, who you mentioned already, and of course her husband works in WWE, so that's an interesting wrinkle. Does she go there? Does she maybe go to a Ring of Honor and she can pursue other ventures and still work in Mexico and things like that? Um, and the other one is Ethan Page, and that's the most interesting yes. one, and I've said it before on your show and uh, the hashtag Miranda Show, which you can hear at the ChairShot Radio Network, ChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm not going to play the soundbite. But um, he's got himself finally in a good shape, which is something that he's been criticized for for years. And and he's – I think he's gone. I don't think he's staying. I, I really don't unless they, they pay him a lot. Like I think he's taking yeah. the opportunity to cash in, and I think he goes to NXT. I really do. I think – I don't think he's he's a friend. And they let him be the karate man. Like I don't care where he goes. I just need the karate man gimmick. I'm sure you'll Please. get some of it. I don't see him going to all friends wrestling. I don't see that happening. But I do see him getting the opportunity that he deserves going to NXT. Josh Alexander, I don't believe his contract is up. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. He is an amazing talent. And given the right direction, could be a world champion for a company like Impact Wrestling on the single side of things. But... I firmly believe you're going to see Ethan Page in the Capitol Wrestling Center in 2021. And I think he's going to light it on fire in a good way. I think he's going to do some amazing things. I mean, I, I, I agree. I love the North. I love the North. That's really one of the only tag teams that have really got me excited about tag team wrestling. And I think it's because they're so different. Their, their personalities are different, but they gel well. They just gel so well in the yeah. ring. Um, and, and they've been doing they this were, together for years. They were, yeah. I hate the fact that they're, I love the North, but I hate that they're called the North because they're Monster Mafia. They were Monster Mafia for years yeah. before they were the North. And, oh, yes, but maybe you can't use that. It's catchy. It's it is. Catchy. It is. They I both know, are. I know, but, but I think he's uh, going to, it, it could be a situation where he tears it up in, in NXT and then a year and a half from now, whenever Josh Alexander is no longer in contract, he might show up too and, and, oh, and do some God. amazing things there. But it's, yes. 
I'm I'm excited for that possibility. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with Taya. I can't really make a bold prediction on that, but I would yeah. boldly say that that Ethan Page is going to end up uh, working for Triple H next year. Yeah. And that would be a huge change. But again, we just talked about it earlier. I mean, there's so many people who started an impact or had some time in impact and, you know, moved on. Um, and we could easily see some of the people who were released by WWE, you know, make a run at an impact and go back to WWE in the future. You know, like that's very possible because of the fact that they get a, a spotlight. Um one in particular that I didn't really know much about, but I've started to grown uh, a fondness for is Brian Myers, you know, from like Kurt Hawkins, like literally he spent a career losing and walking around with a stupid cane. And now I feel like he's still doing some dumb stuff, but like more he entertaining does. stuff. And he's actually having matches, matches that yeah. I'm actually seeing and watching and saying, wow, that's he, he has a, a, a good ring presence. And so those little things that, you know, people do get those opportunities. And and I do think, you know, some of that impact was wise that when a lot of those WWE releases occurred, they just played coy about it. They played into the media. They played into the what ifs because they knew that that was going to be a big opportunity for, for them to get some eyes on the product. So I think it was smart the way that they did that. And I think it's anytime you go and look at and watch a new wrestling product, or maybe one that you haven't seen, there's always aspects of it that you find entertaining and maybe things that you you don't like and, and all that. But I do feel like this year in particular has helped me get a bigger appreciation for other mainstream products. Um, and also I think with Impact, just the work that they've done over the past few years and some of the things that they do really, really well that they don't get credit for are still things that they need to really evaluate. You know, what is going to be their presence in the wrestling landscape? Because a few years ago, it was really, you know, do you want to be number two? Well, that's not even a question anymore. So, and even a three or four, because there's so many different products out there. It should be more, who do you want to be? What, what do you, who do you want, or what do you want out of your company? What do you want people to, to remember you as? Whereas WWE is very much sports entertainment and entertainment. AEW is trying to, you know, really focus more on, on the wrestling part, but also uh, the entertainment part, but in a way that it's by wrestlers for wrestlers. And we've mentioned well, this. They're attitude era. That's what they're trying to be. They're trying to be attitude yeah. era. Slash old school WCW. Uh mm. Why? Not like not like night like late nineties WCW. Not even which like is still attitude, era, but just still attitude. Monday Night Wars esque. Um, Good luck with that. You know, you have you know products like Ring of Honor that is really focused on on wrestling. Same thing I think with with MLW. Um, and then you even have you know international promotions making their mark because of streaming. You know them having a bigger presence in the states. So you already have a whole gambit and variety. You know, have NWA, United Wrestling Network, as we talked about, too, you know, rising up. Um, so who do you want to be? What do you what is your company identity? And it's not a number anymore. It's what makes you different, what makes you stand out. And I think Impact is still figuring that out, but they're doing it in ways that isn't as obnoxious or silly as the tales of, of TNA. So, um, you know, it's it's just been a big revelation and turning point for me this year as a fan, getting to go more in depth into that product and seeing some great things and also continuing to see stuff. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Now, I, you know, there's there's a reason why maybe 
people still are unsure about this. But I think it's also a good effort and lesson in anyone who, as we've said before, if you don't like what you see on Monday nights, on Wednesday nights, on Friday nights, you know, find other products. There's a huge amount out there that you can find, literally, that will help appease, you know, your taste as a wrestling fan. So don't blame the industry. Don't even blame a particular product, too, because also at the end of the day, it's about what their company identity is and who they're trying to, to be. So. Right, let's do a commercial. Do a commercial and then we're Commercial. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic. The Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of so I'm gonna use. I'm not gonna use the topic I was gonna use for three minute warning. We'll, we'll save that for when Patrick's back. Um, I'm gonna use it. What was gonna be the second topic in the show, but we're not gonna break it down in detail. But if you are hearing this on Wednesday tonight, you will see John Moxley defend the AEW World Championship against Kenny Omega in the presumed main event of the Winter Is Coming edition of AEW Dynamite. And of course, on a week where they quote unquote lost to NXT in the ratings, who cares? It's a fake ratings battle anyway. But the thing for me. Is that this match? AEW fans are calling John Moxley versus Kenny Omega the modern day version of Stone Cold. You're just laughing because you know it is of yeah, Stone Cold Steve face. Austin versus okay, The Rock. Ahead. So, so they're calling this the modern day version okay, of Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> versus The Rock. Your thoughts? <laughs> That's the bullshit. Come on, it's the bullshit. Uh, yeah. Like that to me is like, like this is, this is Miranda, this is Miranda walking through the mall, seeing the store full of dogs. Like this is what, this is how AEW fans look at their product. Like it's just the. That's how I feel I like know, they look at I AEW. Just, I, like it's just I stupid. I can't say it with a straight face. No, no. And no, like it no. just isn't. It isn't. So and Patrick you don't and need I are, to, one, you don't need to be modern day rock and stone cold. You don't. You, you could can't just be. be Kenny. You can't well, yes, be. You can't, but you don't need to be. You could just be John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Like I and maybe and like you said, maybe fans have been dubbing this and not necessarily the company, but you know, I think that there is a very big reliance on the past when you don't need to have the the next so and so or no, the next big know. rivalry. You could be the first. But going back, especially as someone who vividly, you know, recalls on the Attitude Era, like literally every day, uh, as I just remember the simpler times of being a child, um, 
there was so much more to that dynamic, so much more interaction. We've really barely had any interaction between John Moxley and Kenny Omega up until just the past few weeks. Right. And I think personality-wise, yes, you can see kind of the two biggest names in the company going head-to-head. But when you think about their interactions, how their identities were so conflicting about their storytelling and storylines, like there was just so much more depth into it that was built over years. Literally, the main event of three just, WrestleManias. Yeah. Well, one wasn't the main event, second-to-last match. In, in front of, you know, one arena, two stadium-sized crowds, like – this is Moxley and Omega is like if Austin and Rock had a match for the Intercontinental Championship on Saturday night's main event mm-hmm. or maybe on a takeover like that's it's just even that, Sunday night heat. Yeah, I, I think it's better than that. I'll give him a little more credit. Well, I no, you know what? I put Sunday night heat on a much wider platform. That should have been a topic. We should have a debate about Sunday night well, heat. You still have the there. bucket and you still have paper and we still have more weeks ahead of us. So yes, we can, we can always do that. Of that. But, I, but I see that analogy is very fair that it's so early it's in just, this. Maybe yeah. two to three years down the line, but I this could be a different conversation. Because they wrestled on pay-per-view once before and they had their hardcore match and really stupid contrived spots and it's just I just don't see it. Here's the crazy thing that that um, that I was going to present as well as part of this topic that I find hilarious. Okay, I find that, You know me. We've talked about it before. Wrestlers start wrestling promotions to push themselves. Like we've talked about this privately and publicly. This is why if a, if a local wrestler starts a wrestling promotion, it's because they want to put themselves over. That's just the way it is. They're not getting the opportunities that, that they think they should have. And so they start their own thing and it fails. Um, so if I'll say when Kenny Omega wins the AEW World Championship, because mm-hmm. John Mox has been that champion since February and that's a long time in wrestling, especially in AEW. Um, he will be the AEW World Champion. The Young Bucks will be the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And we're just a few weeks removed from Cody Rhodes losing the AEW TNT Championship for a second time. Which really bothers me. We're just a few weeks away from having the entire elite hold all the belts in. You, and AEW. that's what you've been waiting for. That's what you've been waiting for. And I didn't think they like, were going to do it. I, I told think, you. I didn't think the Young Bucks were going to beat FTR at the last pay-per-view. I didn't. I was no, wrong. I mean – I, especially after that stipulation that, you know, if they didn't win, they weren't right. going to challenge Same again. Cody did. Cause, and yeah. Cause also you wonder why would you even put that stipulation? It was very unnecessary to, to of course even it do was. that. So uh, what to add some suspense? I don't, I don't know. I don't but, know. uh, yeah, you know, it, it is, we're not too far removed from that. Who knows what the future holds? It, we could see that variation but you're right in as far as you know we could easily at least see two out of the three main belts being held by well cody's um, already held the other main belt like it well, took, yeah but and simultaneously right but, but yes, still it took right. a year and, and two and, months for all the executives that wrestle in the company if kenny wins and kenny's already been a tag team champion but it took a year and two months for all of them to hold all the major titles in the company mm-hmm. like that's just a bunch of crap and proves the criticism that a lot of us have had about AEW. And I'm not saying people shouldn't watch it, watch whatever makes you happy, but go out there and, and, and do it and have fun Two a side notes. Since this show has been all about side notes about AEW that I want to mention. Sorry. If you're watching dark, I'm so excited that our good friend, Alex Chamberlain has been on there literally every week losing tag team matches, but literally every week I know that, um, 
I don't want to say too much, but there's some things going on and I'm hopeful that, that he gets the opportunity that he so richly deserves. And yes, I'm just saying that because I'm a big fan of his because it was actually, you know, thanks to Facebook seven years ago today that we had the first ever Alex Chamberlain interview on this program. And it was like, Seven weeks ago today that we accidentally called him on this program. And then yeah, a few months that, ago. Yeah, that also that happened week. before we um, started. Greg accidentally called him. So nice he answered. I like, know, right? He was like, that. hey, guys. So, uh, but he's so, such, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super excited yeah. about that. But I don't watch a lot of AEW mostly because of times. I don't watch Dark, but I follow everything that Alex Chamberlain does mm-hmm. for very personal biased reasons. And because of that reason, I saw his match from last week's Dark teaming with Dennis Finrear, which by the way, get a better name, Dennis. Like seriously, Finrear. Leave like, the man alone, okay? Taz couldn't even say the guy's name. Like it was just so bad. But they wrestled the acclaimed, and I just want to go on record as saying that Max Castor, if AEW has any idea of what they are doing, will be a huge star in pro wrestling. Like he. He's very reminiscent of a very, very early version of The Rock. And that's a dangerous comparison to make for anybody. Some of it's due to the pineapple hair that The Rock had and that he kind of has now. Um, he can talk like nobody's business. His ring work is decent to good, very similar to The Rock. But if he gets flashy, it's it's right there. He has, to me, mainstream appeal. And when he does his his, his diss track on the way to the ring, like he's got the perfect voice for it. He can work. Um, Anthony Bowen should be thanking his lucky stars that he got put into a tag team with the guy because he's somebody who deserves an opportunity. He's been doing this a long time, whereas Max Caster hasn't. Um, I hope the fact that AEW, it's like WWE doesn't focus enough on tag teams and AEW focuses too much on tag teams. I hope that doesn't hold him back. I hope he's one of the ones that ends up in WWE at some point because I think he can be a mega star on a major stage. And even be a multimedia crossover star. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight years down the road right now. He's super young. Yeah. But that guy is going to be a huge freaking star. But Moxley and Omega is what it is. What it's not is Austin versus The Rock. So that's going to do it. So we said that Miranda would open the show. So I will close the show. Thank you for listening to the El Ocho edition of the Super the hashtag Miranda and Greg DeMarco. Super, such good shit show, pal. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you listening and being a part of the fun that we have. And really, when we do these shows, especially the shit shows, we're just like opening up a lot of what the two of us are like together to you to see and hear. Yes, on, talk about on the pulling the curtain. This, this is literally this is pulling such the curtain. Good shit. It, it is pulling a the curtain. A lot of our day to day conversations. We, we have a lot of fun. And, and that's just what. You know, I hope those of you who are listening can find yourself uh, a, a friendship as good as this one. And and if you do, then maintain it and, and, and keep it going at all costs and fight for it no matter what. But this has uh, been a blast. So do yourself a favor. Go follow at Chairshot Media so you can hear all the great podcasts like Bandwagon Nerds. Hear our friend Patrick O'Dowd talk about stuff that's more in his wheelhouse. I mean, he loves wrestling, has his whole life, but he yes. also loves all the pop culture stuff. Does a great job with PC Tunney, with David Ungar. Uh, Ray Cash has been jumping in as well. Speaking of Ray Cash, Three Man Weave. I want to talk about Three Man Weave for a second. 
one of the most underrated sports shows out there. Him and PC Tunney and Christopher Platt do a great job bouncing around from topic to topic. If you're not a huge sports fan, you can listen to Three Man Weave and then the next day have some conversations about sports and sound a lot smarter than you might really be. And that's the kind of show that they are. They do a great job. All three of them are very knowledgeable about sports. And it's a vastly underrated show here at the Chair Shot. And I want you to go back and listen to Three Man Weave as often as possible. They don't get to do it every week because their schedules are crazy. But when they do it, it's damn good. And, and so I definitely encourage you to listen to that. Um, it, it's, you know, I could plug everything all the time, but we'd be here for hours. So the big plug this week's going to be for Three Man Weave. But all the shows are available to ChairShot.com, plus all of our distribution partners like iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, like, subscribe, leave us the old five-star review. Tell a friend to be a part of that at ChairShot Media. Of course, the website, you know what it is. It's thechairshot.com. Use your head. Head on over there. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You get some great t-shirts. Miranda, where can you get those amazing, wonderful t-shirts for $19.99? You can get them at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Spend a couple extra bucks, get that soft style. Feels so good, so fresh and so clean, so comfortable. You want to do that. Go over to the Instagram. She's crossed a 1,000, but that doesn't mean you can't follow her anyway. You'll be glad you did. At the hashtag Miranda for Miranda Morales on Instagram. You can follow me at Chair Shot Greg on all of your forms of social media, um, especially if you like the non if you want to learn more about me from a non-wrestling perspective, Instagram is the place to do that because I post very little wrestling things on Instagram and, and I'm living my best life over there. So definitely go check that out and just, just, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's crazy busy and, and just, you know, have a lot of fun, do everything you can to enjoy yourself Enjoy your life and, uh, we'll, you know, you'll be, be better because of it. That's for sure. Uh, but really just want to encourage everybody to, to go out there and do their best and, and just have some fun over these next few weeks. So, and okay. So I'm going to do what I do, Miranda, and then I want yes. you to throw yours on the end of it. Okay. okay? Yes. So like I'll do mine and you can be like, and also. Yes. Does that work? Okay. This is, this yes. is that. This is literally, we'll do it live. All we'll right, do it we'll live. Do it live. That's what we're doing right now. So for Miranda Morales, I am Greg DeMarco. Thank you for listening, encouraging you to always use your head. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.